I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Doesn't get the bounce. Porzingis trying to tip it home. Second rebound and with a foul. Chris, if you ain't gonna scream it, Dodo is. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The poor Zing God guy, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? What about these Mavs? Let's what about go. Them? Talk if to me a, about them. If there was a perfect game to have coming out of the All-Star break, it's okay, I wouldn't say perfect because that first half was not perfect. But I'm saying walking out of a game. Let's just say coming that. out of it. No, adversity. They didn't they didn't just dominate the whole game. It wasn't like the Spurs just like flopped True. over, fell over like that Clippers game, remember? Uh, I think I would take this game, right? Because you have you're you're down at halftime. You come back, make the adjustments. Luca and KP looking way better in the second half than they did in the first half. I would take this one. I think this is the perfect the perfect game after All Star. I'd say perfect feelings after a game. Like you're as a fan, this is the type of feeling you want. One would say the vibes are immaculate. Immaculate. Let's go. But no, yeah, like you said, it was a clutch win. It was a great ending to the game. KP looked amazing. KP and Luca, you know, look great. We're talking second half. Just everything like fit together at the end of that game. And for all of us who have been sitting there saying this team needs time, let's give this team time, blah, blah, blah. They went into all-star break winning, you know, 10 of the last 13. Now they're winners 11 of the last 14. We've seen this team. They're slowly turning the page on that. And tonight was you know, first game out of all-star break of holy crap, what is the potential of this team? This team that has went through so much, you know, at the beginning of the season, but what is the true potential of this Mavericks team? I think it's still kind of an unknown of how high that ceiling is. It's still unknown on today's show. Isaac and I are going to break down the Dallas Mavericks 115 to 104 win over the San Antonio Spurs. Good win over a division rival. And now the Mavericks are essentially tied for seventh in the Western Conference. They are seven and a half games back from the Jazz. That means that they're one and a half games back from the Nuggets for sixth, two games back from the Blazers in fifth. It's uh it's looking pretty good. They also have the they also have won the tiebreaker against San Antonio Spurs. They they think they they win that series. So did they win the series on the season? They did win the series on the season. Why? Um, the, the nuggets, you know, they're what a game and a half back from Denver, right? I just said, yeah, I know. Now who's not listening to her? I was just making sure, uh, Hey, at least you didn't go on a whole 30 second spill on that. Uh, but I think it's important that these teams that are above them in the standings, they're coming up and you know, we're, we're getting OKC tonight. Second night of a back-to-back in OKC. But after that, you're looking at a span of five games of Denver, you know, Clippers, Clippers, Portland, Portland. And, I mean, all three of these guys are ahead of you in the standings. So if you continue the hot streak, I mean, there is a chance that at the end of next week, you're even higher in the standings that because you're knocking some of these teams down. So 
Yeah, massive, massive week for Dallas over these next six games. Yeah, if you're listening to this today, uh, on Thursday, Oklahoma City up tonight at Oklahoma City. It I is, just uh, said that, Nick. You <laughs> I'm just and well, I'm just saying the last time Carlisle called this a trap game, it probably yeah. is an, another trap game for the Mavericks. Oklahoma City played the Mavericks pretty good that that last one. Uh, remember that was the one without Luca. That was the defensive bout, 87 to 78. <laughs> wild, oh my gosh, wild score there. Uh, so. That game's coming up tonight. Uh, I don't think we have to preview that one because we've seen that team fairly recently. But with Luka, Luka's going to get to the rim at will. The Mavericks did against this team without Luka, and so I think it's going to be a little bit easier of a win <laughs> with Luka now playing against them. Should we just give Luka the night off again? I'm bad. Uh, well, the way Porzingis is playing, I, heck yeah, man. Give it to him. Uh, so another thing I want to mention before we really dive into this game, today, March 11th, is the – anniversary the one-year mark of the league shutting down and the Dallas Mavericks being the last team to play and it was kind of weird that on Wednesday night the Mavericks were the only team on TV after that Memphis Wizards game ended and it was like the same thing again right like nobody like nobody else was on it was just the Mavericks and then and we're we're still like in this pandemic and it's just so surreal Uh, I also want to point you guys to I'm sure I will a little bit later but to Locked On Today, David Locke is going to go on there and talk about his whole experience. And then Locked On Jazz. I mean, he is my boss, but he had an incredibly strange experience being there, like on essentially ground zero. All this stuff with Rudy Gobert. He got quarantined immediately, and there's just all kinds of stuff. He's sharing his full story at Locked On Jazz. So if you're interested in that, I'm definitely going to listen to that on Thursday. So go check out that. Um, yeah, on Locked On Today and Locked On Jazz. So I just wanted to push that real quick. It is it is wild. I, I texted Nick about this earlier today. I went back and listened to our lockdown Mavs last yeah. year, March tenth. And how optimistic were we? <laughs> well, just hearing you know hearing us talk about it, that you know one of us said this will be a night that so many of us will never ever forget. You know, for the rest of our lives, really, of just the NBA shutting down and and just like replaying that stuff. It's just a it's a weird concept of time over this past year that in one sense. You're like, man, this has been a so long of a year. But then when you like reminisce on like the league shutting down, it feels like it's yesterday at the same time and replaying all those like, oh, my gosh, and on Twitter and all this stuff. So it's just wild that it's been a full 12 months. And there's yeah, there's a lot packed into the word full when I say it's been a full 12 months. And I just want to take one second to thank everybody that's been with us. I mean, even when the Mavericks weren't playing games and, you know, before the bubble, after the bubble, when they got eliminated, everybody that stuck with us and subscribed and listened, and now soon it's going to be followed us on Apple Podcasts, not subscribe. They're changing that language. But I just want to thank everybody for listening to us and sticking with us and hanging out and being part of this family. I just wanted to, to thank everybody for being part of the Raccoon Squad. All right, let's uh, let's get into this game, actually. So Dallas Mavericks win this game at halftime. They're down by seven. Luka had six points, five turnovers, eight assists, and eight rebounds. <laughs> Just a weird, weird game. Uh, And no one on the Mavericks had more than eight points at halftime. And it was Willie Colley-Stein with eight points. It was just a really strange half. Like the Mavericks just came out. They were airballing shots. They were not, their, their offense was just not together. They were not in sync at all. DeMar DeRozan was doing his thing. He did his, his thing the, the whole game 30 points, 11 assists for him on the night. Hit one three. He only took eight free throws. To me, it felt like at least 15, right? Like it just felt like he yeah. was always going to the line. I think a couple of those fouls didn't turn out to be shooting fouls, but 
He was he was really good on the night. Uh, if the Mavericks can somehow pull out a Lamarcus Aldridge, Demar Derozan combo type trade, like if there's something there, if Derozan's not going to re-sign, he's an expiring. So uh, if they could do that, I might be in on that at least for for this season. We'll get into the Lamarcus Aldridge stuff a little bit later in the show. Uh, but this is such a weird first half, and Carla even said it was a tale of two halves. Oh yeah, first half sucked. It it was brutal. <laughs> it was hey, first game out of All Star break, brutal. Just the guys getting back in the groove. You know, Luca was frustrated. You saw his tech. I mean, he was he was wanting that tech for a bit. I thought he was going to get it earlier. <laughs> I know. I, I didn't even think that was the worst foul. Like he, it just for some reason it just. It just it broke him. But they had 11 turnovers that first half, 4 of 15 from 3, uh, 26%. And, uh, yeah, just a really, really rough half. Luca also did my pet peeve. This is my small pet peeve in NBA. Don't they, you don't you say anything negative about Luca ever. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to. <laughs> one, of my, one of my biggest pet peeves, even though it's a very small ordeal, is when teams go out of their way to take a dumb shot just to get the last shot at the end of a quarter. It Ooh. kills me whenever it's like 32 seconds on the, on the clock. Oh, try to get the two for one. The two for one drives me nuts. The amount of times players and teams give up, like give up such a bad possession just for the opportunity to get the last shot in the quarter. Oh, it kills me. It absolutely kills me. And Luca took like a step back. 33 footer and just bricked it, you know, at the like 29 second mark, just so they get another opportunity. It just, that part, it drives me nuts. And he did it. And I was like, I, I don't know, enraged. But yeah. that's, it's just, a, it's such a small thing, but that's just my thing. Yeah. They normally get a, uh, they normally get two bad shots instead of like, two shots right like they're yes. <laughs> instead of instead of you can just get one good shot so all right coming up we're gonna get into some more of this game break it down and then we'll talk about lamarcus aldridge he was essentially avail made available now for trade so we'll talk about that maybe he gets bought out we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show also want to mention today's episode is brought to you by michelob ultra are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy tonight the mavericks are happy because they did win and only 2.6 carbs 95 calories it's only worth it if you enjoy it stay tuned for the ultra player of the week coming up later in the episode which we'll get into right now. Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Mavericks have only played now one game <laughs> this week, but Luca was in the All-Star game, so he gave us some some joy. And probably the only thing that Luca gave us joy about, really, besides this game, he was pretty good, was the wave. The thing that gave us the most joy was the wave at the All-Star game, right? Like at the skills yeah. challenge. The little <laughs> The wave. <laughs> that was great. That gave us joy. Uh so good stuff from Luca. But in this game, I mean the only game saying, we got to give this to KP. I, Luca didn't do anything so? All Star Weekend. So I'm I'm glad he was there. It was nice to say, hey, we have a Maverick. Unlike some you know other teams in the league, you know like in Atlanta or something. And the fact that KP had this monster game, I'm giving it to KP. We might not have another chance to give it to KP. KP, so I'm going to give it to <laughs> KP now. <laughs> 28 points, 14 boards in this game. Two of his five threes. Uh, one turnover. He only had one assist, but he was plus eight in this game. Only three fouls, and he earned those three fouls. And and Carlisle said he's playing good defense. I thought he played decent defense in this game, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, it wasn't at least – at least he wasn't being taken advantage of, which is a positive sign. It's a sign in the right direction. So, Porzingis, Luca, doesn't matter which one you pick. They're both giving the Mavericks fans joy. Uh, Porzingis a little bit more tonight, I think. So, another thing that would give you joy, Michelob Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. 2.6 carbs, 95 calories, joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game with Michelob Ultra. So, go get one. 
and uh, enjoy. Crack open a cold one with the boys. Watch some Mavericks if you're uh, mm. socially distant or if you're vaccinated. A lot of people are vaccinated now, and you can hang out with people again. It's incredible. It's incredible. So, uh, all right, there you go. Michelob Ultra. Another thing I want to tell you guys about is betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to get in all your sports betting action. There's a lot of interesting lines on here. you got to explore this page a little bit. You can't just look at the games. You can't just look at the main page. they got all kinds of stuff. If you look up uh, NBA like futures and all that kind of stuff, and, and they change every single day, so you can't just look once. You have to keep going back, and if you sign up, uh, betonline.ag, use the promo code LOCKEDON, get 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Right now, according to betonline.ag, they don't have the division odds for the Mavs. That's probably because they're just going to run away with it. Um, but they have some more games in here. Let's see if they have the Mavericks for tomorrow yet. They do not. They have the Celtics plus three against the Nets. Ooh, I think the Nets will win that game a little bit more than three points. I think I might take the mm. – even though Kevin Durant isn't playing, I don't know. The The – Blake Griffin, I don't know if that makes any difference. Pelicans, 7.5-point favor over the Timberwolves. The Bucks, 11-point favor over the Knicks. Ooh, I'll take the Knicks in that one. 11 points? I only have to cover 11 points? I'll take the Knicks in that one. So if you want some action on that, if you want to bet the Knicks, even if you know maybe that goes against your, your basketball religion. What a, what go, a line. Go, <laughs> go ahead and uh, sign up with the promo code LOCKDOWN. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's – Chop down this game, break it down, crush it, sample it, uh, snort it up. This Dallas Mavericks game. We mentioned Porzingis. He was the ultra player of the week, Michelob Ultra. 28 points, 14 boards. He had four offensive rebounds, hit two of his five threes, 11 of his 17 shots, four of five from the line, only one turnover, and played some solid defense. And Porzingis playing like this, and when he could take advantage of some of these switches, they didn't have Marcus Aldridge. They only basically had Jakob Pertl and Rudy Go- Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gay as their bigs. Basically, uh, when he can take advantage of a team like that, they're on another level. Like this, this team is playing like the team that we expected them to be coming into the season. Like this is a game I kind of expect Porzingis to have like every other game, right? This wasn't even an incredibly good game for Porzingis, right? Like this is yeah. a game we should have expected this is like bubble Porzingis yeah you know I text you during the game and my frustration sometimes when teams can get away with you know playing the the smaller guy against KP because sometimes you see teams do this and it's almost like hey I'm gonna psych you out I'm gonna throw the smaller guy on you it's gonna throw your offense out of sync because then you see that you have the mismatch so then you feel like you have to take advantage of that mismatch and then you're throwing it into the post a lot but it's throwing everything off and I'm glad that KP kind of acknowledged that. And Rick did a little bit after the game in the postgame pressers of, hey, we have to take advantage of that. But when but KP, when talking about it, said, but we can't get out of our like offensive system at the same time. And the fact that you know Rick was calling that out of how KP is, is adjusting to these smaller defenders, because that's not anything new. We've seen teams you know throw out the PJ Tuckers and these guys against KP. Because KP is not a Joel Embiid or a Jokic in the post. He's not going to use his body. At least, yeah, it hasn't been as effective. So he might think that sometimes, but it just hasn't been as effective as that. So Rick praising him of saying, all right, how can we take advantage of that in different ways from him cutting and him, you know, KP said after the game, he said, I prefer playing against bigger guys because 
the bigs, I can stretch out and shoot more threes. The smaller guys, you know, him admitting that it is, it's, it's harder for him offensively because he's got to, you know, switch up his game, do mid range, but also, you know, mix in the post ups, but it not be, you know, to where it's just, you know, slogging down the offense at the same time. But I thought he adjusted well. I thought he played well. I thought he had great energy. Uh, you know, Rick said, you know, like you said earlier, that ever since he came back from the back spasms that or the back tightness, whatever we want to call it, that he's been p- playing better defensively. And yeah, I mean, the second half, I'm talking about the second half because that was just we saw a, a glimpse of Luca KP chemistry too there for a stretch. We saw an oop. We saw him cutting to the basket and him hitting them. We we saw that. And that's the stuff as a Mavericks fan. You're like, sign me up. I want all of that because this is what we envision. This is what. For the Mavericks to hit full potential, full ceiling, we have to have this two-man game between KP and Luka, and we saw a glimpse of that tonight. And it's a good reminder that Porzingis is one of the best fit players offensively with Luka, right? He can, oh, yeah. He can pull off the, the pick and roll, which they haven't done a lot, but they, he can also he can do the pick and pop when when Luka and Porzingis connected on that play in the third, third or fourth quarter where you know KP picked and then popped. And Luca hit him with the behind the back pass, like the, you know, kind of throws it under his butt and bounce pass back to Porzingis. And he hit the three, and the Mavericks like extended their lead. That's the kind of plays that you just remember. These guys, once they get their timing right, they get that chemistry back, the way that they were playing in the bubble, the way they were playing in a couple of those playoff games. This is a team that, you know, they're just as good as, as like, maybe not. Lakers level, maybe not how the Jazz are playing right now, but they're just as good as any of those top five teams in the West and can stick with them at least. They're not going to get blown out if they if they're yeah. playing offense like that. First half, by the way, their their offensive rating is 106. Not good, <laughs> not good at all. I do want to say this, and I don't, I don't want to say this just to put like a damper on anything. There's been a lot of like victory lap taking on social media tonight of hey you know you guys you know just calling out people in general of yeah. people who were kind of more down on KP over the past like month or so, um, I, I think it's a little too early for some victory laps right I mean I, I just yeah. we I think it's safe to say I think there is a balance of KP had an incredible night it shows you the potential of what this Luca KP pairing could be and what Dallas could be moving forward. But you can also, in the same vein, say, I need to see more of it. I need to see this defense. I need to see that chemistry. I need to see that more consistently over the next three, four weeks. I need to see that against Portland and the Clippers and these teams in Denver. I need to see that on a consistent basis over the next two, three weeks and no injuries and no, you know, and all of that building before some of these victory laps are taken. So uh, I think there can be, I think. You can be in the middle of both of those as we, yeah, right now. So Yeah, and the Spurs yeah. are a good defensive team, but th- I don't know if they had the answers for a guy like Porzingis, right? Especially no, when, no, he's, no, when he's playing well. So it's not like this is a great example of them playing against a really good team with a really good defense that has answers for him, that KP was just unsolvable, right? Uh, and we've seen some good games from Porzingis. Like, it's not like we haven't seen him put up some numbers, right? Uh, the Indiana game, 27 and 13. The the Minnesota game, 27 and 13. Uh, the Atlanta win, 24 and 11. This is kind of one of the first games we've seen him put up real numbers against a winning team, a team, you know, with a winning record, with a good defense. And so, yeah, there's definitely, it's, it's a positive development for sure, but I don't think yeah. it's like, okay, KP is back and he's going to be this consistently. We have to see it more consistently for sure. Yeah, 100%. 
I, I want to shout out Maxi in this plus twenty one. I thought he I thought he did great, great tonight. Game. Three of six from three, um, four of seven from the field, but just seven boards. I mean, Maxi is Maxi. You see a game like that, he was everywhere. I feel like he was saving everything. I mean, it, that's the Maxi. This is the Maxi game. You know, like that stuff. How many times did he save a ball from going out of bounds and either throw yeah. it off somebody or save like just those little things? Those don't show up on the box score. Like that should show up as like a save or something like that, but it's not right. It's not a steal. It's not anything like that. Yeah, plus twenty one in this game. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> uh, maybe the the loser of this game, Tim Hardaway, minus eighteen. That bench unit without Luca, basically, it was kind of where he got all those uh, negative points in his plus minus. But he did not have a, a great night. Brunson didn't really have a gr- that great of a night. He had a, a solid night, I guess, off the bench. But neither of those two guys really went off, and the Mavericks still got the win. And that's a, that's a good positive development for the Mavs, too, because they were relying so much on yeah. one of those guys or both of those guys to carry them offensively at times, and they didn't need them in this game. No, not at all. I mean, when you have KP that you know puts up 28, and that's the – we had two guys that scored over 20 points tonight. So, um, yeah. Big time game for KP. It kind of made up in a sense for you know no Tim, no Brunson as far as scoring. I want to give a shout out to Dejounte Murray for practicing social distancing uh, while guarding uh, Luka Doncic. <laughs> uh, shout shout out to that. That was an incredible play. And I also want to just be straight up him. honest. If Willie would have been thrown out for the cheap shot, I would have totally understood it. That was a cheap cheap move. Cheap as hell. <laughs> he just yeah, pushed him, uh, pushed Jakob Pertle right in the back, right into Derek White, wasn't it? And, yeah, uh, it was like we, more of like while he was in the air too. So I, I would have been hot if I was one of those two guys. It was like while well, both of the Spurs players were in the air. And can we just, I mean, I, I knew it was a flagrant foul. You knew it was a flagrant foul. Do we have to have the uh, five-minute conversation on the court? How many times can we have this discussion about them having a discussion? It's just if if we takes- have time to make memes and gifs and everything of them, then that's the tell. Like that's the thing. That's you, a great point. It's taken too <laughs> too long for us to think of WandaVision memes and making gifts on our computers and everything of all of you talking. It's too too long. If we have time to make memes, you have time to make the call. Isaac Harris, Locked On Mavericks. There you go. Quote me. Put it on a poster. That's, I'm, I'm putting it on a graphic tomorrow. That's our new campaign. Let's do this. <laughs> if we have time to make memes, you have time to make the call. All right, coming up, let's talk about Marcus Aldridge a little bit. We'll talk about this game a little bit more. There's a couple other things I want to get to, but we'll talk about Marcus Aldridge. Should the Mavericks look at him as a trade candidate? He's a Dallas guy. Mavericks need a backup big. Is he willing to do that? Could they buy him out? Can the Mavericks make a trade for him? What can they do? Should they go for it? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, rockauto.com is the one place that you can find all the parts for your car or truck. They have specific things that brick and mortar stores aren't going to have. Not brick and Morty, not Rick and Morty, but brick and mortar. <laughs> Somebody tweeted me that the other day. I said, why would they look at a Rick and Morty store? No, it's brick and mortar stores. That's like an actual physical store made out of bricks. That's incredible. <laughs> Somebody said to me on Twitter. But rockauto.com has everything you need, specific parts. If you're looking for an older car, if you're trying to fix something up, just go there and see what they have available. Maybe it's something that you've been looking for for a long time. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can look to the make and model, and you know that that part is going to fit. You don't have to look up all the other parts, and you don't have to try and you know get something, bring it back, all that. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in there. How did you hear about us box? Then know that we sent you. Again, write in Locked On. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. And we've been telling you about Built Bar. 
It's the best tasting protein bar on the market now. We love them. They're incredible. Right now, we're doing Built Bar Madness for March Madness. Today's matchup, if I go to Built Bar right now, I'm going to go to their website. I'm going to vote. Today's matchup, uh, looks like we're, we're getting to the second, kind of getting to the second round here. Uh, it's going to be German chocolate versus salted caramel and mocha versus birthday cake. Salted caramel one's pretty good. I like that one. Yeah, I'll take that one. I've never seen the birthday cake one. So. I have not seen the birthday cake one either. That maybe is one that we're going to have to Sources tr- tell me it's white chocolate, though, so I'm intrigued. That that one is the good one? or the, Oh, that the birthday yeah. cake is made. It does have white chocolate around it, and you love yes. the white chocolate bars. I do, I do, and that's actually a source and not just me pulling it from a press release and tweeting. No, you've actually had them because you waved them in my face because you got them in a – a oh, yeah. promotional box, and I did not get them, and you were you're very excited about that. Uh, so yeah, go check out those matchups and uh, go vote on that kind of stuff. Follow you know at built underscore bar on Twitter, and you can see what they're they're tweeting out. Remember, use that promo code locked on twenty to get twenty percent off your next order. That's locked on twenty to get twenty percent off your next order at builtbar.com and check out who's gonna win today's matchup. Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs, what do you really know about the stars of tomorrow? We have two incredible podcasts, Chad Ford's NBA Big Board and the new and revamped Locked On NBA Draft with your boy, Mavs Draft. You know him. He's been on this pod a couple times. He hosts the Tuesday show, so go check out his episode on Tuesdays. And uh, all their, the other guys on there are really great, too. Rafael Barlow has really great stuff. The draft dummies are great. Always great insight from those guys. So if you're interested in the next stars, go subscribe to Locked On NBA Draft on wherever you get your podcast. Anywhere. Get it. All right, Isaac Harris. So uh, last couple of thoughts about this Dallas Mavericks game. So um, Luca, you know, 20-point triple-double again. We kind of just gloss by it. We don't really talk about it too uh, much. Just, normal. you know, the next thing. I find myself every every game just saying, oh, yeah, Luca, we can just, you know, he's it's a given. Uh, but I thought he had a great great passing game. I think he should have had 13 assists because I don't think he got credit for one in the third quarter. He should have already had. Uh, well, Dorian yeah. missed a few uh, corner threes, too. Also true. Dorian missed a couple threes. But I saw some people complaining about Dorian. 7.7 boards, 2 assists. In this I mean, game, we're all we're always going to find somebody to complain about. We won oh. this game, and it, we have great feelings coming out of this game, and people want to complain about something. But cool, for sure, for sure. Uh, but yeah, he he just shows up in other ways that is maybe not shooting. Right, he's shooting thirty five percent since he returned from you know COVID, which is fine. Uh, if he has a couple of good games here or there, that goes up to like thirty nine, and everyone's fine with it. You know what I mean? That's just yeah. kind of it's a small sample size at this point, but. Uh, yeah, Josh Richardson, decent game between him and him. him to, between him and Dorian, they really struggled with some of those Spurs guards, though. Uh, I'm I'm questionable about some, how like the ceiling of this defense <laughs> with these with these two guys. The more that I watch them, I'm just I'm concerned about those two guys being the cornerstone of like. Oh, our, you have questions for, about the Mavs defense? I do. I you know what I do? <laughs> Shocking. I mean, but those guys specifically. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. I, that I feel like that could be a half a pod if we if I could if we go down that whole. All right, let's not do that. Then. All right, let's, yeah. let's get into Lamarcus Aldridge then. So before the game, Greg Popovich comes out and says that they're going to try to work on something. Everybody starts reporting it. Locked on Spurs does a you know an emergency pod about it because it's such a big deal for them and their market. So uh, Lamarcus Aldridge has been with the Spurs for a while and six years. This is six years. I, that. Shook it's, me. I mean, it feels like it. Yeah. That means it was six years ago that 
Adam Levine of Maroon 5 came out with that weird, if your kids are in the car, plug their ears, weird-ass photo of him with the jersey. Like, you guys know I grew up a Lakers fan. I thought this was the weirdest thing because Adam Levine of Maroon 5, super famous guy, comes out the night that free agency is going to happen when they're trying to woo people and trying to woo free agents. The Lakers had cap space to get LaMarcus Aldridge. So this is what, 2015? And he puts the jersey, like, not on, but backwards so that the Aldridge part is showing. And he just lays it over his chest and just, like, does the screaming thing in a picture. Just so weird. And I cannot forget that. Anytime I think about LaMarcus Aldridge, I think about that photo. Uh, But he's been there now. Like you said, this is his sixth year now. And, uh, yeah, he's older. He's definitely a center. He's not a four. I saw some people saying, oh, he could be a you know power forward. No, he's not that anymore. He was back in 2014, 15 with the, the Blazers when he was playing next to, you know, Robin Lopez and guys like that. But what he could be for the Mavericks is he could be the, the backup five. Maybe sometimes you could start him next to KP or he could, you know, if KP's out, you can start him next to Maxi every once in a while, like a spot starter. And he can shoot. He is he is mm-hmm. now turned into a shooter. Like the last two years, he's really become a three point shooter. He's always been a good like spot up like like long range two point shooter, right? Like he destroyed the Mavs recently at some point. I'm remembering uh, with like long twos. But over the last two years, he played about 74 games and uh, shot 38 percent from three at for you know, three attempts per game. So that's a solid number. He's not rebounding as well as he used to, but he's a big body. You know, he's reliable. All that kind of stuff. And so. I, I mean, I if it was a buyout, I'd 100% be into it. But if it was a trade, would you be into it? Yeah, we, here's the thing. We, we have so many bigs. So if you do trade for him, you have to assume you know, one or two of the bigs you know, in Dallas would be in that deal. It all just depends on what Dallas wants to do with their, with their backup big minutes because I don't think he would start with KP. That's, that's Maxi and KP. So no, it'd be very it, few teams you could pull that off with. Yeah, if you're Dallas, the whole thing with, you know, when KP's not on the floor, they go with, you know, Willie or Dwight, and it's more of the rim running five. And you're like, hey, play with Luca, you know, whoever, and let's just get you some, you know, buckets at the rim and all that stuff. We'll play the rim running game. You go get LA. I say LA. I was about to call him LA. I guess some people do call him LA, but yeah. You go, you it's go LMA. get LA. Okay. You go, you go get Aldridge. If you want to try to replicate the KP minutes at the five when he's off the floor, if you want the shooter, if you want, you know, to slow you know, another option as far as offensively, because you could throw the ball to, you know, Aldridge, you know, a few times when KP's off the floor and say, hey, get me a bucket in the post, something like that. I, he's a vet. He's 35, like you said. It's an expiring deal. He's from Dallas. I get all of that. I'd probably lean no. Just because of just that whole, yeah, I just think it's a very, I don't know. I, just if it would just have to be back up five minutes, and that that would be my thing of what would be the appeal for him. Is there a team out there? Is there a contender out there that's saying we'll give you maybe even spot start minutes? We'll give you more minutes. We'll give you you know all of that. It would just him and KP together wouldn't work, and KP went on the floor for thirty seven minutes a night. Correct. Yeah. So like, yeah, you can make it work, but would he go for it? And they're kind of, they're trying to find a good spot for him. I'm not sure they're going to find a really good spot for him. He he might take less minutes on a team like the Lakers or the Nets or, 
even like the yeah, Clippers but so or something like that. Where do you think he goes? Because like, even Brooklyn, they just got their older big man no, they, bet. Come on, they just got Blake Griffin. It's not like they got somebody that is reliable for them. I, I know, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, all right, you already have DeAndre Jordan. You have this fun, younger dude, Nick Claxton. Now you just got Blake Griffin. K- KD already plays a four. Like, what does Aldridge bring to that? Now you now it's Aldridge, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre with Spider Man well, memes looking at each other, saying, "All right, was, which old guy's gonna play? Is he better than all the than those two other guys? Is Nick Claxton old? better than all three of them? I, I'm like, <laughs> Probably on some nights. I, that's that's why. So I don't. For me, I don't think Brooklyn's the fit. I mean, could le- the Lakers be that? But would you know, are the Lakers playing him over Aldridge? I mean, playing him over Gasol and Harrell off the bench? Well, Gasol's starting with with AD a lot, and so they okay. the Gasol plays that weird like he'll start, but he'll only play like twenty minutes or like under twenty minutes or something, and yeah. so he would be that guy that would play, and he could play I think next to Harrell because Aldridge can shoot, Harrell can't, and so you kind of play that, and then there's you know teams like that once you get to that kind of level like do you just play whichever lineup works right, and so sometimes like Wes Matthews isn't gonna play a lot, but then randomly he'll have to play. 25 minutes in a game and so he's going to be that type of guy and so if he's on if he's on board with that if he just wants to go ring chase the lakers is a team i could see fit uh the clippers well let's just look at our so i've been putting this together for the trade deadline and uh, I've, i'm having every one of the locked on nba hosts fill out um what their team needs if they're a buyer or seller and like there's all these teams that say they need a backup center or a center yeah. depth like the blazers could he go back to the Blazers? That's a team that said they need that. They're starting uh, to get a little healthier, though. So The Raptors yeah. are a team that say that they need something like that. Uh, the Well, the Mavericks are definitely one of them. We've, we've mentioned that. I want to see Boston. Boston is 100%. They have that, they have that uh, trade exception that they can yeah. use still for him if they don't do it with Harrison Barnes. So, yeah, there's all kinds of, of – Philly's a weird one, too. I guess Dwight Howard, though. They have Dwight, but the non-Embiid minutes with Ben Simmons, I think, could be really intriguing. I would just watch out for Philly with Aldridge. Yeah, we've talked about the non-Embiid Simmons minutes where they're they're like haven't really done that well. And if they could get a guy like Aldridge that could space the floor a little bit during those minutes, could that be better for them? That's kind of interesting. Yeah, so there's 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 options like that. Clippers is another place I think he could go. They have Ibaka and 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 Zubak, but I think he could play with Ibaka. Yeah, sure. Right? So I think yeah. he could pull that off at, in, ta- in in certain instances. So he's Back an up big play- minutes for Denver. I could see Miami in it. I could see a lot of teams in it with all this. The trade would be James Johnson and Willie Colley-Stein. Like, that trade works out in the trade machine. That You're yeah. not giving up too much. If Aldridge is okay with the role, I'd be more okay with him than, you know, than Willie Colley-Stein going forward, right? Like, yeah, well, it just goes back to what Dallas wants, right? I mean, it's just a matter of what they want those minutes. You know, when KP's not on the floor, do they want to, you know, want a guy who kind of replicates what KP can give you a little bit with that five spot, or do they want that backup five spot to be the rim runner? Because Aldridge is not that, and Willie and Dwight is. So, well, they have that, and Dwight's not getting any minutes. <laughs> true, you know, like, yeah, they could do something with Dwight Powell too if they wanted to, but I didn't. 
I'm not, I'm not all against, like if they traded for Aldridge, then that's the route they want to go, right? You're like, all right, it makes sense. I totally get it. You want a guy who can be the backup five that can shoot threes, get you a little bit of offense. And you're like, sign me up. It's a vet and all of it. I would, I would get that. It's just how they're running the backup five minutes now. That would be something I'm like, okay, how does it fit and all of that? But anytime yeah. we question anybody's fit with this team, people freak out. So, I mean, it's just, if there's certain, it just depends on what they want to do. Like you just said, so there yeah. can be fit. All, all right, there you go. That's the game. That's LaMarcus Aldridge talk. I'm sure we'll talk about it more as the trade deadline comes. We have a bunch of shows between now and then. However, uh, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of games between now and then too. So we'll try to fit some of that trade talk in guys. Thanks so much for listening to lockdown maps. So boom. Got eight seconds left on the shot clock. Porzingis oh. against Pirtle. Nice crossover. Drives and scores. That is a unicorn move. KPS <laughs> good.